All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Chillionaires. My name is Daniel Dutch Vuko. Still haven't really worked out which name I'm going for. And joining me is my co-host, Azzy. Um, Azzy isn't here today, so I'll just be doing the solo. Solo app, first solo app. Um, Azzy's over in Thailand doing a sculptures course. It's actually a tournament he's in, so we wish him all the best. And how are you guys doing? I'm doing great. <clears throat> We've got a really, really exciting guest on today. Someone who I'm a massive fan of. <clears throat> Look up to him very much. I'm sure a lot of people do. I think we get him on. Ladies and gentlemen, our next guest is an entrepreneur, author, media marketing genius who is widely recognized as the co-founder and director of the billion dollar company Finder. He's the king of crypto living in the castle made by crypto. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Fred Shivester. He's rolling, brother. Wait, can I sit next to you? Or is yeah, that... you can sit next to me. I can sit wherever you like. It's chill your hands, man. How are you, bro? How's this? How's this? How am I coming in hot now? How's that? How's that? Does that sound good? Am I chilling? Yeah, you got the whole chill. The hair's, <coughs> the hair's chilling. You got a good energy. We're, good vibe. we're hanging out. Yeah. We're making it happen. We're waiting for the um, sun to go down here in the chillionaire crib. Yeah. The chill crib. The chill crib. Yeah. I like that. We're trying to look for like little slogans and sign-offs for this podcast. And chill in the have... crib. If anyone wants to come chill in this crib, I'm telling you, this place is where it's at. It's pretty tough, tough to get in here, by the way. Discover the Yeah. Like, it's, like, it's, a, it's, a, it's like high security. I love it. <laughs> well, actually, it's kind Because there's, like, there's chillionaires in here. There is too many chillionaires, I might say. But it's also quite a ghetto building, which I like. Because then you come in here and it's kind of, it's nice. Like, it's all right. Like from it outside. It's like one of those places where it's like unsuspecting and then you come inside and it's like chilling ass ideas. <laughs> yeah. Right. That's why, that's why we kind of came up with the idea. We're like very much uh, inspired by this view. And we're like, let's get some cool guests in. That's why we got yourself in here, mate. Doing my best. Let's, um, well, I, I dig it, you know, and I think um, that's what makes a magical place, right? It's, it's about the energy. It's about the vibe and the people and then. You know, I think that's what you guys are creating here. It's nice. I like it. Thanks, man. Really appreciate it. Really appreciate you coming on. We want to get to know more about you. Like, I've seen you on TikTok. So, can you make sure this angle is on Fred, please? I did. Oh, thank you. That's our, that's our producer, Heidi. She's on top of everything here. Unlike myself. But, Heidi um, is, like, well and truly on top of you. Yeah. She got the cat out. She got the waters out for you. Um, We've got Portia here as well. She's yeah. hanging out. You've got the two greens yeah. going out. Yeah, I know. Oh, wow. <laughs> You're more than welcome to, to hop on at some stage if you like, Portia, but if you don't want it, it's totally fine. <laughs> Who does the cat love more? The producer or the um, That's a... Oh, oh, the that's a good question. Oh, you, this is, that, this yeah. could be a whole co- podcast about that. <laughs> Who does the cat love more? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Let me decide. Well, at the end of this podcast, we'll find out. It'll probably be you. <laughs> but mate, yeah, look, I, I stumbled... He smells the cat, my cat. Mm. Don't worry, he does smell. He just did a big poop <laughs> in, in his kitty litter. We uh, managed to get rid of that <laughs> just in time. With the essential oils. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Um, but yeah, mate, look, so I stumbled across you on TikTok. Actually, no, my friend Bernie Shade sent me um, one of your videos via Instagram. 
And he's like, you gotta, you gotta link up with this guy, Fred. He's just doing, he's just, you're like an entrepreneur. You're, you co-founder of Finder, Crypto King in Australia, probably the world actually. And yeah, I was very interested in you. Saw you on TikTok, killing it on TikTok, by the way, man. Um, but yeah, enjoying you, that. What's what's you, your what's been? What do you what, what do you like about that? Tell us. You and Fonzie. Yeah. Yeah, I love that kid. It looks like you do too. Like you yeah. gotta take him him under under your wing. Yeah. Yeah. He's a good guy. Um, you know, he's a young kid and he's coming up and he works really hard. And we just have a natural connection. You know, like a bit of an energy together. And, you know, I, I just sort of, we just flow with it, you know, called him the other, other day and I said, hey man, you want to come to Dubai with me? And he's like, okay. And then we just went to Dubai, you know, like, cause it was something to do, you know, like we were going to a conference and I'm teaching him all about crypto and he did really well out actually. He bought this coin and it went up and he made, made some good money, which I'm really happy about. But, oh, awesome. You know, just like, it's hard to get into crypto and there's not an easy digestible way to do that. And like, it's just, it's complicated and it's hard to begin. And I think you just need exposure and, um, you know, I think he's getting that and I think he's enjoying mm. it. That's like, I definitely want to dive into the whole crypto thing. Like someone like myself who knows absolutely nothing about it and has actually tried to research it and understand it. It'd be really good to pick your brain about that. But how did, how did you and Fonzie like, what was the introduction? How did that work? Because as far as I can see, he just knocked on the door and asked you what you did for a living. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much um, called him up. Um, my team did and said, hey, come around, check out this place. And they were like, sure. And yeah. you know, they did a video and of the, the crypto castle and that was the beginning. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I don't know, we were just hanging out and I, and I said, um, what else do you guys do? Yeah. What do you, what else are you doing? And we were just, we just naturally hung out. Like it was just, you know, after the video was done, we were just sitting around, like, you know, like when you're just hanging out and you're like, mm -hmm. oh, we want to be and learn from each other. And just to, you know, like there was something, I don't know, it just came naturally. And we were like, let's do some yeah, more videos okay, together. Sort of, but like like um, exchanges, we'll see someone here. <laughs> like this, like me, yeah. We had a little organic exchange and I kept him, saved him actually. That's awesome. Yeah. But um, no, it's always good when relationships start like that. Yeah, and, and, then, <clears throat> and then, you know, um, I think I think Fonzie enjoys, you know, some of my counsel. So, you know, he doesn't, he's doing great on his own, right? But, yeah. um, you know, and then he, he helps me out with, with videos and, teach him about that TikTok platform and I really started to understand it and I think it's really interesting um, and you know I, I think it's just you know maybe in some small way I try and give back and I just think Fonzie's a guy who's, who's, who's he needed a bit of sort of guidance and what, what do I what do I do with all this attention yeah it's yeah pretty intense right for sure for um, sure especially these TikTokers because um, I guess they're getting like I mean, in a way, overnight success, which I don't like to say because I think they, you know, everyone works hard for what they want, but TikTok can just blow you up so quick. And to have, yeah, a million followers in a week or whatever it is, yeah, it, it can be very daunting. So, yeah, it's crazy. You're like an older brother to him kind of thing. It's like... In some small way. Yeah. I think um, when... Um, like, Fonzie worked really hard for, you know, and I've seen these other, other TikTokers now, I've met a few of them, mm. And a lot of them, you know, make 
you know, pretty average videos, lots of average videos, and then they'll just hit one and boom, that's the one, that's the formula they've got. Yeah. And then they start building on that. You know, it's like it's like any content creator, you know, it's like you gotta find that 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 right mix of, you know, chemistry or, you know, yeah. social engineering and yeah. And then um, but they've worked hard for that, you know. I've seen them um, you know, as spoken a lot of them with all their stories. You know, they tried different platforms before that. Yeah. And they sort of, you know, I kinda of got there but it kinda of didn't, you know, and I guess at its core finders like a really a content platform, right, to some extent. Mm. And we've been making content for a long time, so I admire content creators. And yeah. you can talk about it, but I, I sort of come from a slightly different angle about you know, search engine marketing, which is still you know a lot about content as well. Um, but you know, it's got the same kind of chemistry, but just slightly different. You just got to get more of an audience, and you've got you know, and I guess once you catch it, but in social, it just lights. Yeah, it's, like you say, once you find that formula, what, what's working for you? So what? So you're obviously, you know, really big into crypto NFTs. I'm enjoying yeah, NFTs. Yeah, you're enjoying those. So, and you're, you know, you're a co- you're co-founder and director of, of Finder. What's motivating you to be on social media, which I find interesting. Like why? Because you have such a really in- incredible look, the hair, <clears throat> sorry, the personality, the, the energy. What's what's influencing that, and what's the kind of drive behind that? It's just, is there like something that you can get from that for yourself? Or is it just some fun? You know, I I, I haven't figured that out exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I should be yeah. a bit more strategic and yeah. more intentional. It's it's <clears throat> really about um, to some extent building a personal brand. Yeah. Um, and that brand, I think, you know, builds awareness and then whatever I'm involved with tends to do a bit better. You know. Yeah. And I think there's nothing wrong with that. And, you know, and I, I enjoy making content. Um, I always have. And there's sort of an outlet for me, a really, you know, I guess I'm a, a creator, right? And like I don't, I don't take videos or, you know, paint or design or, um, but I'm a creator, right? I like to create things yeah. and be involved with creators and, you know, form up teams that create things. And so, you know, I just see this as a great outlet to uh, enhance and promote that. Um, hopefully people get a lot out of it you know obviously entertainment to some extent but I try and be instructive mm. and try and teach in some way shape or form yeah. um, something you know there tends to be relatively educational content about crypto I don't know it's kind of sometimes I'm worried it's a bit boring to some extent um, well I think a lot of people I mean myself I want to learn about it I think a lot of people want to and I wouldn't say your content's boring man because you know the vibe and the energy kind of is you're not just going, okay, now invest this and do that and do that, you know. It's making it a bit fun. So, yeah, I think it's... A, Hopefully it works. You know, I appreciate that. <clears throat> it's, it's, it's hard. Is it, at its core, finance is kind of boring. Yeah. Like, it's tough. Like, you know, yeah. we're not talking about, like, you know, skateboarding or, like, snowboarding or skiing or, you know, football or soccer or, like, mm. something really cool. We're talking about money and, and numbers and it's kind of like, yeah. Obviously, the things that are associated with money are kind of cool, you know, like cars and houses and um, boats and planes and, you know, clothes and brands and, you know, those kind of things. And they're kind of associated, but actually the nuts and bolts of actually getting money together is relatively boring, right? Well, I feel that's why it's hard for people to get into because there is a lot of work behind it. Like, it all sounds good. Like, 
chuck, I don't know, 500 bucks on an NFT or put it into Bitcoin or whatever, or Dogecoin, and you're just like, oh, tomorrow I'll have 20 grand. But when it doesn't happen, you actually got to be watching, you know, the scales and the levels of where it's going and stuff. So I think, I mean, by myself, I'm guilty of that, you know. But I've only put a few hundred dollars into some, you know, coins here and there. I'll leave it there. But what what's like a, I guess, a layman's term for people? Like how's an easy way to explain it? Without it sounding boring. Yeah, I think the easiest way, you know, from let's talk about a story right now. So, and it's pretty pertinent, right? So, in Europe right now, one country invaded another, and what actually happened was uh, I don't know if you, you know, many people are aware of this, but the actual um, Ukraine government put up a Bitcoin and Ethereum address and raised twenty two million dollars in like forty eight hours. Yeah, right. got sent straight to them they could immediately use that right? so there's a perfect use case there then that's, that's incredible yeah and yeah. so 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 there's a, there's a great you know um you know, i think there's money still going through into those into those addresses i think the other thing that's um interesting was if you look at what happened also in the ukraine right then and there is that the central banks have actually stopped um people being able to send money out of ukraine and when they did that, what was interesting um, was that the actual uh, number of people buying Bitcoin in Ukraine went up 4x because um, they were leaving. They were like exodusing their country. Yeah. Um, and we have, a, we have an office in Poland and they were welcoming people on, into Poland from the train station and they had nothing. They had whatever they were carrying. Um, and so if you couldn't move your money out, how are you going to get money out? One way is to store value with Bitcoin. Um, and, and the way you think about, I think about Bitcoin is it's like digital gold. So let's go back in time. My uh, grandparents uh, left um, uh, Vienna just after the um, it was divided up into four quadrants. They actually lived um, in the Russian quadrant, which was quite a tough area. Let's put it that way. Yep. Um, and they bought stamps and brought them over and then sold them um, as a store of value. And so if you think about crypto and think about um, that's one use case, right? So fast payments. Two, you can store value with Bitcoin. Yes, it goes up and down in value. Sure, I get it. But over the long haul, you know, it's going to go and, and store its value, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it is only a relatively new asset. You know, if you look at gold, it's like 5,000 years ago, if I handed you a piece of shiny yellow metal and you couldn't eat it, um, couldn't trade with it, couldn't do much with it, you'd be like, what is this thing? Um, so remember Bitcoin's invented in, you know, started in 2009. So yeah, we've got a while to go, right? Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. you know, like Bitcoin now, yeah, it's 35,000. It's dropped a bit over the night, maybe 30, you know, 35, 37,000. You know, I just can't imagine it going to, can you imagine it going to 10,000? I mean, I think everyone really dreams about it. Dreams about it. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine it going to $1,000? Uh, yeah. I mean, how yeah, much Bitcoin yeah. would you buy if it was 10 bucks? Yeah, exactly. You probably wouldn't, right? You'd just buy it all. Oh, you would? Yeah. But that would be too hard. See, this is me. Really? $10 for a Bitcoin? <clears throat> oh, if it was a $10 Bitcoin. $10 Bitcoin. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Just take my money. Yeah, I'd be, like, I'd be like mortgage everything <laughs> yeah. buy them all. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's just, I guess what I'm saying is it's not, it's it's gone to a place now where it's got value. Yeah. So like you see those things where it's like 10, 20, you know, 15 years ago or whatever. And everyone had these Bitcoins. And the dude who bought the pizza with it is worth, now it's worth, what is it? 150. Fifty million, or something mm-hmm. stupid, right? So yeah, I guess there's like. So let, let's let's talk about another story, right? Yeah. So we go back in time. 
um, this was actually in, I think it was around 2006, there was a farmer and he uh, had his, his, his natural neighbor was fixing his fence for him. Mm -hmm. He was working away, he dropped his hammer um, into the grass, it was tall grass, couldn't find his hammer, but just by chance his wife gave him a metal detector for his birthday. Lo and behold, he brings the metal detector out, he's trying to find his, his hammer and this thing's going off everywhere. Puts his hand into the sand, pulls up and he finds these old Roman gold and silver coins. He's like, what are these things? Like, it's kind of weird. Um, you know, it goes again, it gets more, right? Can't find his hammer, calls out the, um, you know, the London society of the, the, the you know, fine things. They dig it up and they find like 1.7 million pounds worth of gold and silver. Wow. Now they discovered this was like, you know, this is Roman times, right? So clearly yeah. someone's buried this and bailed. Yeah. And, and the Romans did make it to England. So that's just another side note. But what's, the, what's instructive here, right? So let's say they worked out this was probably buried 400 years ago. Um, let's imagine today you got, um, let's say, $1,000 of gold, $1,000 of, call it Australian dollars, US dollars, um, and $1,000 of Bitcoin. And you put them in the ground and waited 400 years. Which one of those do you think will be worth the most? Oh, that's an interesting one. Let's go through the first one. How much do you reckon the cash will be worth? $1,000. Probably, yeah. Yeah. Do you think what it probably costs you, like, do you think its value would be maintained 400 years? That's, I'm stumped on this one. I mean, I don't know what's going to happen in 400 years. What if, like, the plastic, the Australian plastic currency is worth something more by then? You know? Maybe. <clears throat> but imagine, 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 imagine in 400 years, like, let's go back, um, you know, 400 years ago, I think people made like a thousand dollars a year in salary. Like just to give mm. you context, right? Yeah. So there's inflation, everything keeps going up in price. Mm. And that's happening right now as mm. well as lots of inflation. So I think that a thousand dollars would maybe buy you a coffee in 400 years. <laughs> yeah, right. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's, that's actually true. So the goal- In Bondi, it already definitely, does. Definitely, yes. <laughs> Some fancy one, right? Yeah. But like imagine in 400 years, that gold's gonna go up in value. There's only a certain amount of gold. There is 1.4% yeah. of gold dug up every year. But eventually, you know, it's pretty hard to find, right? Yeah. And it costs a lot to dig it up. So it, it, it maintains its value and it goes up. Um, if you imagine the Bitcoin now as well, 400 years from now, do you think there'll be, I reckon there's going to be more or less digital currency? Probably more. Yeah. And yeah. so if this is more prevalent and Bitcoin backs the whole thing up as digital gold in 400 years, that thousand bucks will probably be worth it. I'd go with the Bitcoin. I would as well. Yeah, 100%. Like, but, but, it's a thousand bucks. Yeah. Okay, I was going to go with and for anyone listening who doesn't want their Bitcoin to value it, <laughs> yeah. happy for you to send it to me. Yeah. Like, this is, I've got my this address. Is you, this is how you got the crypto card. Yeah, like you can send me your Bitcoin. <laughs> I totally understand you can value it. Totally get it. Cool. You can send it to me. Yeah. Don't worry about us. We're, we're chilling it. <laughs> this, guy's, this guy's the millionaire. We've we been chilling it. <laughs> <laughs> <Not at all. laughs> but um, so can I ask, mate, have you ever had any, what's the, Oh, that was a bad decision in crypto. Like, oh, heaps. Yeah? I've made a lot of mistakes. <clears throat> um, oh, I sent money to someone who wasn't, you know, I thought they were selling me some Bitcoin, but they were just basically scamming me. Probably lost, I don't know, 70 grand doing that. Um, I, um, I was investing in this project and it you know, didn't work out and I lost probably 150 grand. US, that's probably in like a week. Ooh, um, God damn. Um, 
I've you know bought when it was really high, really exuberant, and went down and you know probably lost 300, 400 grand doing that. Um, all sorts of things. You you got to make mistakes like that in order to be able to know when to sell, when to buy, yeah. um, and you know where to buy, how to store it, um, and and I think they were probably good lessons to learn. Yeah, I I, I think failure is success. If you keep going at it, when you fail, you learn from it. Um, I mean, that's come. I do music, so. The more I failed, I was like, oh, okay, if I keep going, that's successful. And obviously it worked for you. <laughs> yeah, keep going. Um, you know, I think, you know, to give context, we started writing about Bitcoin and um, crypto in 2017. It was all the rage, right? Yeah. 2018 kind of died off. And then we kept writing about it and kept publishing about it in 2019. Right? And no one was talking about it. It was like, everyone was like, oh, it's dead. And it's like, mm, I'm yeah, not sure. just... 2019. 2019 was quiet. It was called the crypto winter. No way. And it was dark time, right? Everyone was like, oh, I don't know. And we just kept going. Yeah. And you, you know, made it through the winter. And that really, you know, that was a, a great business decision for us. Um, and, um, you know, it's one of those things where I think that with any really major, major change in technology, behavior of humanity it's going to take a lot longer than you first realize but probably a little less time than you, you think as well like like bill gates said like you know people tend to overestimate what you can do in five years but underestimate um what's actually possible in 10 10's a long time yeah you know, bitcoin's almost you know what's that 10 12 years um that's that's a while probably not doing my math very well there but you know that's yeah. that's get that's 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 probably gotten a lot further than i think what anyone thought in the beginning um and now imagine another 10 years of Bitcoin. yeah do you think it's going that way where it's going to be very like like just an average household is going to be having like using bitcoin or going to be able to pay for most things with it like do you think it's going to head in that that sort of larger scale I don't think that people will use Bitcoin to pay for things. What they'll do is they'll make a currency that's backed up by Bitcoin. So yeah. you go back in time, um, you know, our, our money, our notes were backed up by gold. Mm. It was the gold standard. And you used to go to a mint and you'd give them your gold and they would give you pieces of paper. Oh, really? Um, yeah, that's, that's, well, that's, that's, that's what the, currency is. The currency. Yeah, um, and these pieces of paper we would use in conduct commerce with them. And then the government um, removed um, that. So they broke the gold standard. Um, and that was probably one of the smartest things they did because they could just basically print money and no one would care. Yeah. Um, the thing that holds up the, the actual value of currency is that the US dollar, so Australian dollars pegged to the US dollar and the US dollar um, holds its currency because that is what oil is priced in. Yeah. Um, and everyone's been trying to, you know, uh, there's obviously countries that are trying to change that, but the uh, basically um, because oil is priced in US dollars, it means it's always going to be bought, and so there's always a market for US dollars, and that's an extremely smart thing to do, right? Because you can basically a government can just print money, and that's what's kind of been happening yeah. of recent, right? Yeah. Um, so what I think is going to happen is that Bitcoin will back up these these currencies, um, new digital coins will be created, and they'll be backed up by. Man, that's the future, eh? That's it. Um, 
look, the the money thing, I mean, the whole numbers thing, kind of like, you know that scene in The Hangover, or, no, no, um, Rayman, or the numbers go around, kind of goes, oh, what, what is going on? But I wanted to, like, segue something completely different. I read this the other day, which I was, like, really inspired by, <clears throat> really inspired by. Um, you've been sober three years. Congrats. 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 That's good, that's Unless good. Unless he's having friends over, then he puts it in a different fridge. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. They got their own little, yeah. little fridge for them. Um, I actually did a year sober um, in 2019. And, oh, thank you. <laughs> but, um, yeah, man, like, how's that been for you? Like, how's, I, I remember when I did it, man, my mindset. It was really hard the first maybe three to six months to get, a, you know, to get away from, like, to go to a party and not drink and then leave early and be around people and then, just be that, I kind of felt like I was that guy. And I, once I crossed over that line, it was really easy. And, you know, my <clears throat> fitness got better. I was waking up earlier. Um, I was being way more productive. Life, you know, life was great. And since then, like I am, I do like, you know, have a enjoy drink with my girlfriend at dinner and stuff. And I'm out of that sort of party scene. But what, what kind of influenced like you to do it? And did you have that same kind of um, like narrative of like, was it was it bad for you? Like, how did you? What made you want to get out of it? You know what I mean. So I, this is really strange. I, I one of my friends, he um, wanted to do a detox, a bone broth diet detox, and I was like, ah, it's the last thing I want to do. Like, I'm really not into that kind of stuff. But okay. Yeah, like you, you like your food. Yeah, I'm, yeah, that's like my last thing I've got. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> removed, yeah. He'd probably rather die than like your spice. <laughs> Are you a spice guy? I like spice. Oh he loves, man. He loves spice. We went to this pizza steak. place. Uh, he only likes like good steak. He doesn't like McDonald's. <laughs> and I think he'd rather pass McDonald's and like go three hours without food than having Ooh, to go That's a good oh, thing to have. Man. I wish I had that. Because like, it was a three hour road trip and there was a McDonald's. And then someone was like, Do you want to go to McDonald's? And he'd be like, I'd rather go. Oh, wow. oh, that's good. That's good. Sorry, that's a good takeaway. <laughs> <laughs> Do you like McDonald's? No. I don't like the burgers. Mm. My mom doesn't like it. My dad doesn't like it. I'm not a big fan of that. <laughs> <laughs> My sister only likes chicken nuggets. <laughs> oh, that's a good trait to have, trust me. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so bone broth. Did you hit? Did you do the bone broth? Yeah, so it was, I started out, I don't know, it was, yeah. You have to take all these strange things. Anyway, um, about three and a half days in, I felt really average. Like I had the flu. Um, and I think I realized that was the time I was like, oh, I think it's because I'm taking some you know, this sulfur stuff and all these kind of things. And I was like, wow, this is not, this is really intense. It's really affecting my body, right? Mm. And so I just, it was Father's Day. We went to my sister's house. They had like pancakes and everything. That's just another thing. And I wasn't eating. I was just like, oh, it's just the worst. The night before we went to like, um, one of my favorite restaurants and then it was just the worst and I was like no nah. and then I was sitting I was like why am I doing this like and then I realized you know and my parents said something very interesting to me they said you know are your kidneys okay yeah they're fine are your uh, you know does your liver work yeah it's really good actually and now you're putting sulfur in your body no wonder you feel unwell <laughs> yeah 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 you gotta ease into that <laughs> yeah. it's like hey yeah. ease up on the sulfur yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so I was like, okay, actually, I think the thing I'm doing is probably making me unwell, so I need to go the opposite of this. So stop that. Then from that moment, but, you know, that first meal, I, 
I just went, okay, I was just really interested in and very careful about what exactly I did put in the body. And I, this is strange, but at the time I went and saw Jordan Peterson speak. Oh, yeah. Uh, and Jordan Peterson, uh, obviously quite, um, you know, some people like him, some people don't. Yeah. But, you know, I think he has had some really interesting and smart things to say. Very constructive um, to an extreme level. And I actually asked him a question um, at a session. I asked him, you know, how do you go from being um, not only successful, but going from successful to hyper-successful? There's a difference between, I think, going from, like, you know, um, you know, where you are to being successful. That's one thing. Well, I saw you write this on your Instagram post the other day. You're searching for hyper-success, which I did yeah. want to get to. So, yeah, continue. Man. So, so that's that was the goal. And I was like, and he answered the question. It was quite a long answer. Um, it was at the Opera House on stage. And he just, like, he sat in one chair in front and just riffed for, like, 12 minutes straight to answer that question off the top of his head. I was like, wow, this guy's performing, right? Yeah. But he's on he's on fire. And every single point is just magical, right? Yeah, wow. And I was like, hmm, wow, look at that level of mastery, how on point he is, how focused, disciplined. Mm. This, is, this is someone who's at their prime, their peak. And, and I thought feel, to myself, you feel it. You can see yeah, it just, just some just smack, smack, smack. energy yeah. just coming out. And like, he's yeah. pulling like, like, like from like Greek, Roman, like, like Asian philosophy, deep, like biology, um, science, just riffing it all into one. And I don't know if he meant to say some of the words he said, but he was just rolling them out. And, all, just, and it actually all fell into place. All on the mic. Yeah, that's, that, on that's, point. that's dope. Yeah. And he said another thing. He said, okay, if you want to, you know, get into a better self, um, one thing you can do is just write a list. And on one left, left-hand side, you write, okay, here are five things I could stop doing. And on the other side, it's five things I could start doing. And, and I want, you know, to, to achieve your goal. And what I wanted to achieve was to be and operate at my pinnacle self my best version, physical, mental, emotional. Yeah. Um, and so I wrote the list and I was like, well, you know, even like, like with, with drinking alcohol, um, regardless of it, it's just not exactly going to add. So I was like, okay, that's going to be on stop. And it, it was always actually something, you know, I just, you know, never really understood exactly. I, I think got understood the social thing, but if you zoom out, um, you look at England, uh, Australia, there's a very, you know, intense culture of drinking, Korea as well. Um, but in Europe, it's, it's actually got much more mild and balanced and integrated. Yeah, I've heard this. Um, yeah. In America as well, it's yeah. quite expensive to drink, but, you know, obviously in the college scene. But after that, people aren't that big of drinkers. It's, you know, just not something people would do because... And so, you know, I took all of that and I was like, okay, maybe I'm just going to put this on the stop list. And I just stopped. And then, you know, I went through the same thing, the social um, discomfort. But then it wasn't really that uncomfortable because I was like, I felt amazing the next day. Yeah. And I was the one who was up doing stuff again. Yeah. And then the next day, and then what I noticed was I started getting momentum. And this went through a phase um, and I just started like just nailing things and being on point, being focused. I was like, like laser focus. And then that's a building. And I was like, Oh, I'm remembering stuff from, you know, three months ago. Then I'm remembering stuff from nine months ago. And I'm like stitching all these dots together. And this backlog wave, you know, like deep wave of momentum, just adding every single day. You're like piling it on. Because it's a, it's a long run, right? It's a, it's a, it's a long game. It's not like, Oh, get, like one month isn't enough. I found out it, it literally, you have to get to that six months and then you can start sort of seeing 
the repercussions of it, like, like exactly what you were going through at that time. Um, and if that's a really, it's a, it's a hard thing, especially like you're saying for Australians, people in England and stuff, it's such a cultural, it's such part of our culture because even with me, I remember <clears throat> I had a manager for my music and even to meet up with her, I would have to have a beer before I left or something just to take the edge off or something like that. And then I was doing that with all my friends and all social events. So it's a, it can, it just, it digs its claws in. It really does, I find. So, yeah, it's really, it's really cool, man, to hear that you, um, like you were saying, placing all the dots, everything's just starting to just be like laser sharp. That's incredible, man. Yeah, I think momentum, focus, and then, um, you know, it's what's really hard is in our society, you know, culturally, um, there is some sort of connotation between drugs and alcohol and creative people. But I, I decline that. Um, I actually think that's just a, you know, just a weird um, sort of lens of society, right? Mm. Actually, what's going on is in the times of extreme focus and creativity, I think there's a lot. I don't think there is, you know, a, I think there's a lot of the opposite going on. Like you need to be focused. The Rolling Stones would play their music every day. Yeah. Wake up again, go again, they'd go again. They would go to large periods of time of they, focus. They don't drink the Stones, apparently. Grinders, right? Yeah. Apparently, I think the Rolling Stones don't drink. I think actually there's a story where like they had this crazy night one night and afterwards only one of them got sober. And they're like, yeah, we'll do it too. And like now they're in their 60s. Still touring. Still. Yeah. That latest song was Strange Days and Mick Jagger's sick. Just, you know. I haven't heard it. you got to show it to me. Sick. Just just out, yeah. Oh, dope. Yeah, I'd love to hear that for sure. Um, Yeah, man. That's... I don't know. When I read your post the other day, I was like, yeah, I think I need to... Because even though I've got a lot more under control now and I'm not, like, sort of relying on alcohol through social situations and stuff, I feel I'm not at that... This is that door I need to get through where I'm just like bang, 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 laser sharp and um, be your best, bro. Be your best. That's it. What be your you, best, like. And then now think about this. Like then now, what I thought is how, like, how good am I? Yeah. Like actually, like not. This is nothing to do with anyone else. This is my own internal dialogue. Mm. Like about my scale, about myself, and my dialogue about where I'm at. And, you know, like challenging myself. This is not, not, I don't have to scoreboard against someone else or anything. This is just my, I was thinking about it like, how, how good can I be? That's a crazy thought, isn't it? Because you don't know, like you don't know unless you really push yourself and. Like an elite athlete level (laughs) of what it is you're doing, that level of commitment and, What's what's the goal then, man? What's what is the hyper success for you? Because you are like to you know to a lot of people watching this right now, very very successful, and I mean I always measure success. I mean success is measured off whatever you what's what you're feeling, right? Like even waking up in the morning and going for a run could be successful for someone. But like, what's where are you right now, and where do you where's what's that space here? That's that's a great question, and it's something I I pondered, you know. And I've changed that over time. Like I think you do that, you know, you create a purpose, you create a goal. I think this is a strange story. I've never told the story and hoping it's okay to tell So would you story. would you say this is the first one show you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna give you a story that I've never told. Um, so in two thousand and three, 
I had a friend and I actually saw this friend recently. This is, so this is 19 years later. Wow. And, and I, I imagine 19 years, you know, people ask you, Hey, what would you tell yourself 20 years ago? Yeah. Well, 19 years ago, I wrote this guy a letter about his life. And I said, do this, don't do this. These are like a whole list of do's and don'ts. And like the, 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 the memos, you know, two pages long. And I read it and I was like, this is the heaviest letter I've ever read. Never published this, by the way. And I have not got his consent to talk. I don't want to talk about the specifics exactly, but I'm going to give the high level without revealing anything personal, yeah, yeah. breaking confidence because I believe in extreme confidentiality. Um, but I did write this thing to him and the letter is just the most cutting, intense statements from like this 20-year-old guy written to another guy. I'm like, and I, when I read it, I realized not only was I writing to him, but probably I was writing to myself. Yeah. And yeah. in it is things like, you know, don't, don't be scared of being more successful than your parents. My parents are extremely intelligent, hyper-intelligent, successful in their own right, started with very little and have built themselves up, super respect to them. And that was, you know, for me, that's quite, um, you know, that was, that was an intense idea, right? Yeah. Um, you know, it was like, let your intelligence shine through. Um, you know, hang around people who, who stretch you. Just like, who's this 20 year old writing this stuff, right? <laughs> yeah. Like deep, like, like, anyway. So one of the things I thought was interesting was one of the lines I said, you know, put your name all over the seven news as opposed to the guy, the guy's face at 7-Eleven. That was one of the things because my, my mate was fighting a bit and you know, those kind of things. Mm. Um, and he recently sent me an article with himself in the seven news. No way. This guy stopped drinking, turned himself around and has become, you know, extremely um, successful in his own right. And he has sent me this letter twice now in his life and said, man, this was the trigger moment. This was the moment when someone came to me and man, you know, and told me straight. Man, that's, that's incredible. That hits, man. And, you know, I, I read that and then I feel like I've sort of, you know, sorted myself out to a large degree and gotten really organized. And it's almost like the, when I read the letter, I was like, yeah, I sort of now have really got myself into that place where I'm on that, that journey to answer your question, but, um, but I know that's pretty deep. No, stuff. I like it, man. It also yeah. says like so much about, um, like men find it, you know, this men find it really hard to communicate and talk to each other. And for you at the age of 20 to like really put your heart and, and like you said, you're writing to yourself. So it's almost like very personal, but it's also something else that, you know, it's very much going to relate to it and digest it. That's a, that's a huge step, man. Like, I don't know. Like when I was 20, I was writing raps about, you know, partying and yeah. getting girls and stuff. So I wasn't writing that to my friends. So uh, it's a good takeaway, man. Like, I read it and I didn't really <clears throat> believe that I wrote it. That was the level. It was you still like, have the letter? I do, yeah, because yeah. you sent it to me again. It's, yeah. it's a digital thing. It just, it just rocked me. But when I'll, I'll think about, let me, let me speak to him and I'll see if we can publish it because it's, it's a... Get him, come, yeah, get him in a... First on Chilling Ants <laughs> published... Here it is. And, you know, you can read yeah. and go through it and we can analyze because it's, a, it's, there's some, yeah, it's, it's pretty interesting. T to answer your question, what am I trying to do? 
Um, I'm trying to create my greatest creation, the highest order version of what I have and what the universe feels it can give to me and what I'm you know, ready to channel and, and create. And I don't know what that is. I actually don't know. I just let the universe, I'm ready to receive it. I'm getting myself ready to be ready, to be in the moment, to be in the position, to have the resources, the focus, the eye, the attention to create my greatest creation. I love that, man. Are you big on, are you big on the universe, putting it out there? Like, do, you write, do you write everything down? Do you like, yeah, as best I can. Yeah. I, I think of it like this. When, when I'm in a mode of creation, I, I ask, this sounds unusual, but I ask the universe for um, that I am ready to receive what it is to create my greatest creation. And I, and I have a reminder actually on my phone that goes off each day, uh, three times a week, and just you know, reminds me of that task. Um, I felt the other day I wasn't quite ready yet, and so I have to still get ready. Um, and that's, you know. Is that spirit mentally, spiritually, is, is also physically, is it? Yeah. Waking up early, do you one of those, are you a 5 Exercising. Yep. Um, I, I don't know, like, you know, I, I like, as best I can, I have an unusual sleep pattern, but, <laughs> um, but it's more, was I ready to receive and create? It wasn't, and I felt it. Mm. You know, it's like when you ask that question, are you ready to receive and create your greatest creation? Yeah. That's, a, yeah. You ask yourself that question, right? Deeply inside yourself, are you ready for that? Well, what do you need to do in order to get ready? Go and do those things. Write that list down and go and get busy doing those things. And then you will get ready. And so, I, you know, I, this is you call on myself, right, to say I'm not ready. But I didn't feel I was ready because there was just something blocking me. And I had to go get it cleaned up. You know, my ego was too strong. I wasn't humble enough. I have to get back to being humble, get back to being connected, get back to, like, understanding customers and problems and really dig in, lean in and listen. And the universe will talk to me. And I will be ready when it's ready. I love that, brother. I find that really interesting though, that you said your ego was too big. Can I ask like, what is that? Is that the success you've had? Is that the, you know, the bank account? Is it the people, do people want stuff from you? Do you feel that sort of energy? Or is it, you know, what, what kind of drives the ego? Or is it your own, is it you looking in the mirror and going, you're the shit, <laughs> when you should be maybe. Look, I don't there's anything wrong with actually, your ego is great, right? So telling yourself that you're great in the mirror is actually really positive. So, yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. It's just tell, if you start to... to like, you're the best. Yeah. <laughs> I think if you start to drink it, but like heavily, then you know, that can be a problem. I think for me, it was one, um, being a bit, you know, being a victim. And two, um, I had a bit of, you know, superiority or sort of martyr going on as well. And I had to quieten those and deal with them and know when I'm being a victim, you know, I'm no victim of my success. I'm no victim of the challenge that's involved with creation. I'm no victim of disrupting and changing something and bringing a lot of people on the ride when people don't think it's the way to go, but I believe and I've done the research and I'm gonna back it. I'm no victim of that. And then my ideas aren't better than anyone else's. I don't have the best ideas. I have a great group around me that I bring all the time together and I wanna to work with other creators who have better ideas. I actually don't think I come up with that good ideas. I'm just pretty good at picking out good ideas when I see them. Yeah, nice. Well, I mean, that's a... And backing hard yeah. with that's conviction. A big, yeah. That's a big part of it, isn't it? I <clears throat> The reason why we started this podcast is because we were talking about it for so long and 
it's like I'm just drifting off what you just said back in your idea. It's like I didn't want this to be something that where, where we just do a couple episodes and chuck them out and and then oh it's only got a hundred views each or something. I was like no let's like really put our heads down and do it and don't make this just a thought and like let's back it. And, and then I asked myself we both do we're like what why are we doing this podcast? Is it to get clout? Is it to what what is it for? <clears throat> and for me I was like. I actually have had a really tough time um, in the like in, in the last ten years, like actually having a conversation with someone. I think too much, and I'm like, oh, what should I say next? What should I say next?" And I, and I actually wanted this podcast to get me through that and help. Mm. And I also wanted this podcast because I was like, "Oh, let's just hit up some dope people and have a chat, and you know, create something cool and a vibe and an energy." And um, I think. When you can back something, <clears throat> this is of you know, of what what's happening now with this podcast. If you can back something that just feels more organic and fun for yourself, instead of looking towards like money and these sort of like kind of materialized things, the it just I don't know it just, the, the backing of it and pushing it forward kind of makes it easier. I think mm-hmm. so. With things that you've backed, was were you passionate about them like at first? Were you like this is something I really feel is dope and it's not going to be work for me. So it's a great question and it hits really hard for me because um, that's probably the next piece that I'm working on is just being grateful for what it is I do have and what I have created so far. Um, you know, like the, the obvious one is, hey, do you, you know, wake up in the morning and stop and think, hey, what amazing creation you've created? And I go, no, I don't. <laughs> yeah, wow. At all. Um, and... Now I'm just trying to reconnect. I'm trying to get grounded and go, okay, this is where I'm at and be be okay with where I'm at. Be okay with my you know, station in life. My, um, you know, It's not where I ultimately I don't feel I've created my you know, my magnus opus, my, my chef de you know, <laughs> Yeah, It's not, not done yet, right? So I feel mildly dissatisfied, but I'm trying to get satisfied with just that and then like you said, create from a place of, hey, I feel good about this. Yeah. And, hey, I just want to create this because this is what I want to do. And then maybe in the past, I don't know, a lot of things I've done maybe from a place not so much as that, and that's probably something I can work on. Yeah. I think it's easy. Fred, mm. mate, because we love you so much, I'm sure you we're, we're actually going to give Praise. you the very first... Stop with this. Chillionaires oh, t-shirt. Wow. It's so <laughs> check this hey, out. Hey, so we have this we have this professionally let's, made. Let's hold song. him up. Here we go. There it is. I'll take the a first photo for Michelle. Yeah, photo. <laughs> Thank you. It's on video. There it is. So we have this professionally made. It's so sick. And the photo was taken. It looks like that's so kind. It's too much. It's too much. I feel like it's just overwhelming amounts of give of just generosity. Thank you. No man, it's a t-shirt. It's on video. Really cool. This is the one of one of one hundred. This is one of one of one of one. One of one. Actually, one of three. One of three. I have one. It's NFT. The I have one. You have one. And as you do, is entirely doing ceramic stores. All right, we could gotta get together and chilly narrow it up. Man, I was thinking we could do a burger. Do a burger yeah, let's do that. Are you into, into burgers? Bro, well? I've been wanting to do burger reviews yeah. for so long. 
And I saw you doing one. I was like, oh, this could be it. Chicken burgers. I did chicken burgers. I yeah, came along. Did, yeah, we'll little L. Big L chili combo. Doing. We were actually, we forgot to say, we we're going to order some. When you came in, but we were like, oh, let's get everything. So we've actually got the ass. We can still order some now. Oh, that is my like, go-to. Do you guys want us to order some now? Little L is amazing. When we, li- when we lived in Tamarama, we used to get Little L a lot. The one, the one, 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 one could be apparently is not good. good. It's not as good. You know what? They miss the chili sometimes. They're not. Do you guys want us to order some? You know what? If this is a message to anyone involved with the Little management, yes, you can please sort out your Fuji. Establishment yeah, to like, be more exact, more proper, and, and get disciplined on the I, I was, chili. I was, I was like, we have a chili problem. How am I going to protein. deal with this? Yeah, Fred needs chili. We all need chili. And it's, and a lot of I'm going to support groups about this. <laughs> I'm going to clip this now. We're putting this on TikTok. I, I've literally been going to chili support groups, and little L is like bumping me, and I can't get the hit. It's just serious problems. How, where's the chili support group? Let me get a photo. This is serious. Let me get a photo of the Michelle needs everything, so I'm gonna get. Do you guys actually want us to order some burgers, or are you gonna we're gonna have to go soon because we're on duress. We'll we'll do this burger review soon, man. Is there is there a message back? No, there is not a message back. Can you just check? Yeah, I. All right, we can probably roll another ten. I'm Michelle. Probably do another ten. Yeah, yeah, cool, man. Is that cool? Oh yeah, that's that's perfect. We got heaps, man. Um, but definitely let's do the burger review, man. That's cool. Yeah. That that that's going straight out to Little L Management. Please, <laughs> yeah, sort out your Kuji establishment. We can't because the Bondi one doesn't do it. No, and Bondi is so disciplined. If you man, if you if you ever like, I need it to hit me up. I'll I'll run it out to you, man. Yeah. I think I yeah. think it's I think I'm there for my homies like that, man. And if you really need that. I've actually had. Home, I've twice had to send the burgers back. Oh no, nah, that ain't it. You can't be doing. Imagine, imagine you ordered a chili, like you ordered chili, and I, like I wrote in all caps, "Hey, I know this is really annoying, but you have missed the chili five times and have not delivered them. Hey, can you please make sure you put chili on this burger? No chili, and I just the audacity. I hit, I hit a point, and I'd ordered and paid an extra fifty cents for a little side chili. Didn't deliver that either, and I was like, no. It's too far. No, it hits. That hits me like to the core. I'm a burger. I want to say I'm a connoisseur, man. I'm a burger guy. It's my thing. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for it. Make sure you like and subscribe and do all the other things. Thank you for watching Chillionaires. Peace.